For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Bloody Disgusting Podcast, everyone, the podcast where we discuss all the disgusting things we love in the horror world. And up, let's discuss the disgusting. You know her as the movie critic for Bloody Disgusting, horror movie fanatic controls Megan Navarro. Hey, Megan. Happy New Year. And you know her from YouTube channel and website Real Queen of Horror, infinite love for the genre, Zena Dixon. Hey, Zena. Hello. Happy New Year. I had to steal it. Sorry. Huh? <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> and I'm John. No, it's not another deep dive episode. We just, we, we watched a lot of good movies in 2022. And there was nothing going on in the news, so we figured, <laughs> why not do an official 2022 wrap-up of our favorite movies that we watched in 2022, not that were made in 2022, because that would leave me with, like, four movies. Oh, <laughs> you've watched more than you give yourself credit for. Yeah, but it would be a really weird list if I had to add movies that I didn't like to my top ten list of movies I saw yeah. in 2022. <laughs> um, so, for this... Like I said, it's wide open. It's the movies kind of appeared in any year. It's just we saw them for the very first time in 2022. Megan's list is going to be a little bit different. None of hers will include 2022 because her list already exists over on bloodydisgusting.com. Check the show notes for the link to that article. And I know for a fact that I think, actually, I think I only have like two of the same movies that you have on your list, which is interesting. On mine? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I think there was only like two of them. Granted, again, I think I only have like five movies from 2022 on here. So, uh, and then me and Zena were wide open. We were just going to say whatever we want. And these movies will be in no particular order. Yeah. We were it chaotic. Was way too hard. Mm-hmm. Oh, so hard to rank. It was really hard to get to 10. At first, I thought it was going to be easy. I want, we were, well, I even said, let's do top five. And Zena's like, I can't do five. No, like what? <laughs> Which is very fair. And so I didn't really realize until I went back through on uh, the Letterbox site, mm-hmm. which massive thanks to Robert Prudholm was kind of our unofficial yeah, archivist yeah. for all the movies that we watch week after week. If you haven't looked in the show notes, there is a link to the Letterbox site that he has kept track of all the movies that we've talked about. It is about. amazing. Thank you. It's amazing because I forgot <laughs> a lot of the movies yeah. that I watched <laughs> or I didn't realize that I watched them this year. Like, there were somewhere I was like, oh, I totally watched this. No, I didn't watch that this year, did I? I watched that last year. So it was very, very helpful. Without it, my list might have looked a lot different. So, yeah. So thanks for that, Robert. And I don't know. Let's just, let's kick it off. We'll we'll start with Zena. Yeah, let's just round table it. Just in no particular order. Yeah. One of your top 10 favorite movies from 2022. And if either Megan or myself have the same one, we can just call out that, yep, that's on our list, too. Okay. Okay. 
Um, okay, but can I do series or should I wait for the series? Because I oh, just want you to know up front that mine is pure chaos and I went with my top 10 <laughs> that I loved, period. So it's a little, I got okay. series in there. All right. Oh, well, see, I didn't add series and I thought about it. But yeah, I mean, it's your list, your rules is my it's theory. Okay. Yeah, I got stressed out making this list because I did movies from 2022, movies that, you know, not from 2022, but it was my first time watch. And then yeah. I did series, you know, so um, I'll save the series then. And I, I guess I'll just start off with a movie and I'm going to go with the movie Hatching. I told you guys this, that I really like it. I really love social media influencer type of horror (laughs) movies. Um, This is the one where this little girl, uh, she's a gymnast, and she's really desperately trying to, like, please her mother. Her mother's an influencer. She finds this this egg, and she hides it. She keeps it warm. And, yeah, it just keeps on growing and growing. And then what's inside is pretty shocking. Um, I think it still might be available on hulu in the u.s so if you haven't checked that one out and if you're like you you know like me where you love influencer horror movies i think you may enjoy this one that's a nice pick how about you megan all right i'm gonna get the most chaotic one out of the way first because (laughs) it's a video game it's the only video game that's gonna pop up on my 10 okay But you know how, like, Spotify does the year-end wraps, and then all of a sudden it's everywhere, like, everything is doing it, Um, Mm -hmm. which means that PlayStation Network also does it, and they Mm. revealed just how many hours I've dedicated to this game, and it's so embarrassing, but yet not, because I I do love this game. It's Evil Dead, the game. I have probably mentioned it numerous times throughout the year. It's it's an asymmetrical multiplayer, you know, you're four, four survivors versus a demon, a Kandarian demon. And yeah, I I have it's been my kind of like go-to blow off steam all of 2022 since it released. And uh yeah, I love it. So That's beautiful. It had it had to be in the top 10. Okay. Yeah, I, I feel like if I had actually read or finished more horror novels in 2022, I probably should have added them to the list, but I don't think I completed one this year. I started a bunch. You started a bunch. 2023 yeah, start- year, you finished year. them, right? Yeah. Oh, Jaws, maybe. I think I finished yeah, Jaws. Yeah, you did. But would that so qualify? That. <laughs> would that qualify for your top 10? Uh, no. Because well, I still like the movie go. more than the book. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I'm going to start. My list is going to start with all the layups. Okay. Um, and then there, as a, I do have four that I feel like I have to mention at the end that were alternates that I feel like would be like, I have to mention because I liked them so much. They just didn't quite make the list for one reason or another. That's fair. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm going to start with the, for me, probably the, the easiest layup is Barbarian. Yeah. Um, it's kind of hard. I actually thought, because we had chatted about this earlier, like, should we take the layups off of there? But then Megan's like, well, I'm not doing any 2022 movies, so that would be off the list anyway. Yeah. And obviously, Barbarian is a Dark Trio-approved movie. It is. For, for all the reasons, check out our spoiler-filled episode of it. Yeah. And if you haven't watched it, why haven't you watched it yet? To do it. Just do it. Yeah. There would definitely be overlap if if I was, but if, you know. I, I wrote about them so you can go visit them. This this opens the playing field now. Now there it's on go. the list. It's on your list. All right, back to you, Zena. What? No. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that means I, 
There's three of us. I know. We've done I three. <laughs> I just feel like I just went. Uh, okay. Um. So I'm going to go with a show and I'm going to go with um, Pretty Little Liars, Original Sin, mm -hmm. because when I watched it, I just thought it was so awesome. So basically it starts off 20 years ago, a tragedy happens, and then in the present we meet these new set of little liars. If you're someone who haven't checked out the Pretty Little Liars original series from the mid-2000s, you don't have to rewatch it. I mean, don't. It will drive you insane. Uh, you could just dive in. This one is all the way horror. It, it feels like a 90s slasher movie. It's mean. It's bloody. It's a lot of fun. And plus, there's a there's a girl that's on there who's really into horror movies, and she's just so cool. And also, there's going to be a second season, and I think it's going to take place in a different town. So it's just like, yeah. But yeah, also, if you are in the U.S., it is available on HBO Max. Can confirm because it was Xena, uh, her her rave about it that I I binged it this past weekend. So Yay! I watched all of it and I did really like it. I was snickering. There's so many movie references. Like obviously, there's the the tabby who loves. She's like Randy yes. Meeks essentially, and mm -hmm. is always talking about horror. But there's like all of the characters are pretty much well side characters are named after horror people like yes. father Karis and wes and no. you know carpenter and blah 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 mm -hmm. so but yeah it is very much a 90s uh slasher teen slasher in series form so yeah i like that one too good good recommend Woohoo! all right you're up megan uh i'll keep i'll keep the series train going um from on epics it is so so good um i really want we're in that era where i feel like unless it's some massive juggernaut like stranger things it's really hard for people to mm -hmm. pay attention to tv series which means that we get cancellations left and right well, yeah. all of that Sucks. to say please Watch these shows. I Please. want them to continue. And From is such a twisty puzzle box series. It's a lot like Lost in that they keep giving you 15 questions for every answer, but it's so well done and it's so very horror. I mean, like there's so gnarly good. like child deaths that happen right away and not like on screen, but some of the adults get some pretty gory stuff happen to them. It's just really, really good. Um, yeah, they get dropped in the middle of nowhere. And they don't know mm -hmm. why. And they can't leave. And then there's like creatures that come out of the woods and eat them and try to lure them. And yeah, it's good stuff. It's wonderful. Yeah. See, mine's way more basic because it's one we just talked about last week. And that would be nope. Yay. Yeah, that's, that's a, a good, good one. one. Also Dark Hard Trio approved. Also Dark Trio approved. And honestly, after our conversation last week, I, I like it more. Aw. Like, I don't talk about horror to a lot of people. Okay. Like a, a lot of my friends, I, I have some friends who like horror, but we don't really talk about horror. Right. And like we, we might be like, oh, did you see this movie or whatever? It's like, yeah, but like we don't really do deep dive stuff. Mm -hmm. And so there's like a lot of stuff that I don't notice. Like we talked about like with Barbarian, like different points of view. Yeah. Like I watch a movie in one way, then my wife watches it in a completely different way. And then like maybe Megan Zena watch it in a completely different way because of whatever reasons. And it's like, Oh, that's awesome. Like, I really like hearing people's different perspectives yeah. on the movies, too. Like, I feel movies would be so boring if there's, like, a right answer oh, to me. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. like, like, when I watched the movie, I thought that, like, you know, there's the arms crossed version. Like, oh, this sucked. Like, you can't <laughs> talk people out of it. But, you know, talk to those people. 
but if you listen to someone's like, oh, I watched that and it totally made me feel this. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, I, I didn't see that at all, but I totally see how you did. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I saw this. And like, as long as you're not like trying to like cement yourself in what the movie was or what it's supposed to be, it's so much more fun. And like, nope kind of became that. Like I look at it as this, like I, the way I thought about it is like, I, I really like Jordan Peele, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I think nope more than his other movies and the actors in his other movies are all have all been fantastic, the casting, everything. But something about Nope, like especially like the, as I talked about and extensively last week, Jupe's character, mm-hmm. like yeah. I loved it and the portrayal by Stephen Young so much that like there was just something different. Like it just felt like wow, these like yes, it was great casting, yes, it was great writing and directing, all that stuff. But like the characters, like they just sold it. <laughs> so well for me and yeah i like it even more like it again i have to go back and watch get out again because <laughs> i feel like my list is all messed up with jordan peele stuff but yes nope another layup should have easily seen that one coming with me love that's it a good, that's a good one okay Easy um so i'm going to go with something that's old but it was a first time watch for me and that's blue sunshine from 1978 uh-huh. that is currently mm-hmm. available on shutter if you are in the u.s i think in the uk and canada as well Uh, Basically, there are these crazy murders that are happening in Los Angeles, um, and basically people just start going bald and just crazy and killing people. Like, this guy was in the middle of a song when he (laughs) attacked someone. (laughs) But yeah, it was just, it's insane. Like, a very, very fast-paced movie. So just in case if you're someone, because I feel like I come across people like this, sometimes they're not always open to checking out older movies, especially movies from the 70s. I feel like the pacing in this one um, is a good start. So just in case if you are interested, it is a good time. Um, Check out the trailer too. Like I I feel like the the trailer would definitely lure you in. So yeah, this one's on my list because it's a lot of fun. Awesome. 70s comment kind of called me out there. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. I can move on. It's a new year. I'm fine. New year, new you. New year. Yeah, speaking of, that's kind of, I realized that this would be a good opportunity for me to discuss the movies that came out uh, at festivals, but haven't yet released Mm. properly. So it's kind of like best, some of my favorites to look forward to in 2023. Uh, The first of which is Hazard. This one is uh, a driver who he loves his girlfriend, his daughter, really adores his car, but he gets a job from his dim-witted cousin who's just been released from jail, and uh, it sends them on this insane thrill ride, danger, like, I... That, it sounds so simple, but the way that they do it, it's from the director of Cub. I don't know if you saw that. It's the 2014 uh, mm-hmm. slasher um, and the writer behind Cheap Thrills and 68 Kill. Um, oh, nice. It's it's a thriller that's so well done, so propulsive, so much fun, uh, some pitch black humor. And, uh, and the way that it's done, very rarely does the camera leave the car itself and it still feels like this larger than life thriller um i really loved it not sure when it's coming but it's it's coming so what was that one shot movie that was just in a car um with uh the the actor who played bane in batman um who's i'm totally yeah i know what you're talking about and i cannot 
I cannot. I just want to say it was something stupid like drive, but it's not drive. Yeah, no, that yeah, there. I mean, there is a drive. Movie there is drive. Driver, yeah, but, but there's some there's some really short title for it too. I can picture the cover box and everything, but not the title. I'm I'm gonna Google it. But I it's can't not even that. Remember the actor's name right now. <laughs> What's the actor's name? Why is it? Why Tom can't I remember Hardy. normally? Tom Hardy. Thank you. you I, ever, I can answer you that. You ever listen to? You ever listen to other podcasts and you hear people talking about things and like they can't remember someone's and you name? Just want like, to yell how do you not remember that person's name? Yeah, it's yeah. Like that it's like how do I forget Tom Hardy? It happens. It does. I'll happen. figure it out. It does happen. I'll figure it out like halfway through like what we're doing, and then I'll just randomly yell it out. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, like another layup, especially for people who were part of our Patreon when that was going, uh, X. Yeah. It's yeah. kind it's kind of hard for me especially if you listen to that episode um just all of us frankly waxing poetic mm-hmm. about it and the layers of it and I have talked to a couple of people uh about it since then but it was really the first time that I remember despite the fact that my wife and I really when we met each other we kind of bonded over horror initially. Yeah. Not deep dive horror. Like we watched kind of horror casually, but we we really liked it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it was the first time we're like I I don't even remember us talking about X really. And then she heard about it like watching the morning news or something. And we were just gonna go out. My mother in law was watching the kids, and she's like, "Well, do you want to see X?" I was like, "Ah, uh, sure. I think I've heard about that. Why not?" I know nothing going into it. And then just getting to the end and being like, "That was so." <laughs> Yeah. good yeah like and then like talking about it and all of a sudden like the layers peel off of it that it's just this perfect example of a movie that you can watch on the surface level mm-hmm. with no metaphor whatsoever and it is a great movie and then you start digging down like holy shit like what you can actually pack into a simple premise for what should have just been a cheesy 70s slasher movie with great characters and great actors playing those characters and introducing the world to Jenna Ortega or our part of the world to Jenna Ortega, who my daughter is super into watching Wednesday right now. (laughs) And it's, I still haven't seen Pearl admittedly, uh, but I'm looking forward to seeing it. It'll be on streaming soon enough. I'm sure. But for me, yeah, I think that's the last, the layups, the rest of them will make sense for me, but those are kind of like, I, I couldn't not say those three. All solid picks, obviously. Yeah. They're all Dark Tango approved. They're all, uh, yeah, we've all approved of all of them. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> how we know that you it. really, that's how we know you really liked it because, you know, you're bringing it up again. You could have just been like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I really hated it. Ha ha ha, you know? <laughs> I talked about it because you really want to talk about it. <laughs> and the movie was Locke, L-O-C-K-E. Ah, Locke. see, I knew it was a one word. Okay. <laughs> all right, back to you, Zena. Okay, so my next pick, um, I'm going to go with Run, Sweetheart, Run. I know originally it came out in 2020 and, uh, well, for did like a festival run, but it, it didn't It did really, like oh, Sundance and that was it. No, 2020 yeah. and that was it. Yeah, so then it finally, finally <laughs> uh, came out on uh, Amazon, Amazon Prime. So it's just really exciting. Anyway, um, I really like this movie. It's basically about a girl who goes on a date. It's a date gone wrong. I feel like it has a lot of subgenres in this little one, in, in this movie. It, it was very surprising for me. I thought that things were going to go a certain way, and it completely did not. So, um, I don't know. It's bloody. It's fun. 
I don't know, you're just rooting for that main girl. You love seeing her transformation. So if you are looking to check out something fun and fast paced, I recommend this one. I do want to add, because Zena had talked about it before on this show, and her enthusiasm inspired me to revisit it since mm-hmm. I saw it at Sundance in 2020. And I do want to say that that long time between its premiere at Sundance and when it finally released, they went back and did some reshoots. Um, specifically, I mean, it, it all plays out the same. The one thing that I did notice is that her her baby daddy uh, has a completely mm-hmm. different domestic life. There was... Mm. Uh, he had like, I think it was some kind of gang that he was part of or who his family was part of and that who was, okay. that's who was at home. And then in the, in the release that they, they have on Amazon prime, um, it's like his new girlfriend and her f- friends and family. So like they completely swapped that backstory, um, which I think is a smarter choice, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, he actually didn't seem that bad, you know, the way they were talking. I mean, obviously, I know we don't know, but he didn't really seem that bad. I mean, he was there. Therefore, spoilers. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's my pick. (laughs) Oh, it's my turn, right? Yeah. It is your turn. (laughs) There's three of us. How did this rotation go again? I know. We'll figure it out. I know. You're just started. Yeah, we're already tired. (laughs) Go us. Um, This is one that is another festival pick, and it's such an outlier. It's not really one that I think has a lot of mainstream appeal because it's so niche, and that's Timekeepers of Eternity, which is uh, Aristoteles Maragos. I'm butchering his name. I apologize. Um, But it's a Greek filmmaker who reinterpreted the Langoliers miniseries from the 90s in such a very interesting way that completely changes the movie entirely mm-hmm. um and he does that with i still a... need to see this a lot yeah I've, I'm, I'm i'm trying to remember i thought i saw somebody had acquired it it maybe it was shutter i don't know um but it's sh- it should be all of these movies should be coming out this year um that i'm referring to but this one is like painstakingly animated with paper and stuff it's it's really it like I said, it's it's very niche. It's not gonna have wide appeal, especially for people who maybe aren't familiar with the nineties uh miniseries. But if you <laughs> That's are, okay. You don't have to be. You don't have to be. You don't have to be. Um <laughs> this is this is the better version of it. Uh, as someone who's rewatching Storm of the Century on Hulu, you don't have to rewatch those old Stephen King TV oh, wow. series. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. I like that one. I feel like it's definitely is, worth checking out for constant. Is that readers. the one that's kind of a short too? Is it is it a full feature? It is full feature. Um it's I'm trying to remember how long it was. It's it's like technically anything over forty five minutes would be considered feature length. And I, oh really? Yeah. Oh, I was which wondering is, if what the time limit was for that. Yeah, which is why uh not on my list, but um what is Werewolf by Night, the Disney special, is considered yeah. a feature film. Huh. Learn something new every day. The more you know. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm I'm still going to keep up with what sounds like it should be an obvious pick, maybe for me, if you just remember me talking about it at the beginning of the year, and it would be Nighthouse. Yeah. Nighthouse. Like, I remember originally watching the trailer and thinking it looked really amazing, but then kind of, just kind of forgetting about it because not going out to theaters very much and waiting for it to come on streaming. But... The portrayal of grief and the the mixing of grief and anger and unresolved issues and mystery and supernatural and everything that goes on in that movie, 
along with what is one of my all-time favorite actor performances by an antagonist in a movie at the very end, which I don't want to go into detail because if you haven't seen Nighthouse, just the actor's choice or the director's choice of how to portray a very specific part of the film. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's so good. Yeah. The, the, the way that it's shot, the angles and how they figured out the practicals for some of the, oh. the not even jump scares, just scares in yeah. it. And it just felt original and twisted and kind of art housey and wonderful all at the same time. Like it could really just any horror fan could watch it and not turn up their nose at it. Like it was, it was great across the board. Performances were just on, couldn't ask for anything more. Like love it. The night house. Absolutely. If you haven't seen it, please, please. <laughs> Makes it sound like I have stock in it or something. <laughs> And now I, I agree with you. Now, honestly, when we're done recording, I'm probably going to rewatch it because oh, it's been a while. It's so good. It is very great good. pick. Oops, making making noise. Okay, so I'm going to go back to a series, and I'm going to talk about. Well, clearly, what? Okay, and I'm going to choose <laughs> then the limited British comedy series, The Baby. Ah. Um, that's on. Hmm. Yeah, another HBO Max show. So it, it does have like a, again, like a comedic tone, but it is very much horror-y because uh, within the first 15 minutes, there's some blood splatter and some splatter blood. stuff happens. Blood. Yeah. So basically it's about a woman in her late 30s and all her friends are having babies and she's mad. Then one day she has a baby. We don't know how, but she does. And uh, yeah, things just take a turn for the worse. It's very bizarre. So I'll leave it at that. Dun, dun, dun. So go watch it. Yes, so go, go watch, watch it. it. My foot's asleep. Really, what we're doing is coming up with a list of 30 movies that if you haven't seen, you should go watch them. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I feel like if you're, I don't know, you sometimes just get tired of watching even though it's like we all love movies but you know how it is sometimes you just need something a little light you know you, and this you gotta break it up yeah yes it's very short straight to the point direct easy watch so watch it was so watch um speaking of light and fluffy this is not that uh megalomaniac i watched that mm-hmm. at a fest uh last year and it will be coming this year i cannot remember who I feel like it's also a Shutter acquisition. But anyways, Megalomaniac, it is um, a fictional extreme entry in horror. It's Belgian horror. It supposes mm-hmm. that the Mons Butcher serial killer that um, was prevalent in, ni- I think, 1997, 1996, and then just disappeared without a trace. This this supposes that the serial killer had offspring that carried on his heritage. So it is very much psychological horror slash extreme horror um a little bit artsy definitely grim definitely wild and bloody i i enjoyed it but it is heavy so yeah not the baby (laughs) uh yeah Uh, well i'll bring it back a little bit lighter (laughs) and go with mad god (laughs) that's <laughs> nope. Was that not was that not a funny movie for people? It was funny. Butts and poopers make me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's so, a lot of that. For those of you who don't remember, Mad God is the movie that dropped on Shutter in October, I think. 
and it's purely stop motion by one of the the fx creators like star wars fx creators like and it's surreal and insane and uh, it captivated me in a way that i didn't think it was going to happen because stop motion is kind of hard for me to watch mm. it's very like it's not uncanny valley because obviously none of it looks real it's the movement for but you. it's the jerkiness of the i've talked about it before like the the synapses in my head that formed during the heyday of tool and marilyn manson and stuff any jerky walking stuff like it messes with me but the the visual storytelling in it i was so compelled just to watch the screen and i know megan like it wasn't as she wasn't as captivated as I was because plot wise, there really isn't any like story wise. Like it's kind of subjective as to what you think the story even is as you're watching it. And I get that. I get somebody watching and be like, what the hell did I just spend like 80 minutes watching? Right. But for me, it was so, it was so visually like stunning that like I couldn't, I can't not say like it makes me feel different ways, and they're not necessarily good ways after watching it. But that level of visual storytelling is just like a feat upon itself. And if it isn't nominated for some sort of a Visual Academy Award, yeah, then, then you know, go f yourselves, Academy, because give me a break. <laughs> like this is a guy who had a vision for thirty five years and finally got it down. Get. Give him a participation medal at least <laughs> for something like that to finally get something like that done and for Shutter to pick it up. Um, bravo. Oh, so, yeah, I understand it could be totally divisive if people like Mad God or not. I I think it's a feat. I'm, so I'm pretty sure he has won awards in the past, though. It's not like here's your yeah, participation I, but, trophy, Bill Tippett. No, you I legendary understand. FX artist, you. <laughs> but for this, for this, yeah, I know. I I get it. Yeah, he's I'm I'm sure he's like on the top of all time for, you know, effects artists. And give him another medal. Give him care. another medal. Nice. Give him a Just mad another. god medal. Yeah, they don't cost that much. Go buy him one. <laughs> I'll buy him one. Yeah, do it. He'll be Send really confused it getting it in the mail. He'll throw it away. <laughs> be like, this I'll is John's participation trophy for twenty twenty two. You did it. I think and a lot like it. a lot of our listeners, they're like, who's John? Why does he just call himself John? <laughs> like, what does that mean? You're you could John. Be creepy John. Nothing. I'm John. Yeah, I'm Peggy or John. I think John just fits because that's my name. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Your logic is Go sound here. <laughs> yeah, it's it's mad. I get it. <laughs> All right, Zena. Okay, I'm going to go back to an old one. Um, so I'm going to choose the Mexican Supernatural Horror, Supernatural, a.k.a. all of them, witches from 1996. Mm. And um, it's been on my list for a long time. And you know you know me, guys. I love witches and things. And so uh, just basically <laughs> about a woman and her <laughs> and her husband. And her husband's acting really weird. Like, clearly, some woman was murdered in her apartment building, like, right outside her door. It's, like, traumatizing, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a really good time. And if you're someone who enjoys again witches like very subtle type of witch stuff i think that this is a must watch plus you know if you like rosemary's baby you know all them witches ah. okay. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i uh i'm gonna keep the theming going on that one i feel like we've got some overlapping themes even though the titles aren't the same so mm -hmm. my next one is venus this mm -hmm. one is part of alex taylor 
De La Iglesia's Fear Collection anthology series, which is over in Spain. I don't I don't know how many entries they've had thus far. They've not yet made it over, but Venus premiered at uh, TIFF and then Fantastic Fest last year. It is directed by Jaime Balaguerro, mostly known for the Rec franchise, uh, or mm-hmm. Record, however you would like to say Rec it. Rec 4 is on Tubi right now. There you go. Yeah. Uh, this one is also very witchy. It's loosely based on H.P. Um, Lovecraft's Dreams in a Witch House. It, it is Ooh. set in a high-rise apartment complex. Uh, there is a girl on the run, and she tries to hold up there, but uh, there be witches. Um, so, yeah, I really that like it. That sounds magical. I know. I know. I feel like you would love this. And I'm going to keep the theme alive, too. Uh-uh. I am. And before I do that, I want to clarify. The reason I call out the Rec Fours on Tubi is for me, Xena, and Megan, because we watched the other three and talked about them on Patreon and couldn't find the fourth one. Yeah. Yes. So for anyone who's listening, who's like, why did he just get excited about Rec Four being on Tubi? <laughs> we can close the loop. I know. I just get excited when I see some things. Uh, but back on theme, Rosemary's Baby. Yay! Finally having yeah, seen look that. at you! It you know, I, it was one of those things where, like, kind of like The Omen, having never watched it before, I was like, all right, it's an old horror movie. Like, I, I know the gist of it. And it's so much, It's to me, it's like watching Jaws. Mm-hmm. Because it's not about the horror. Yes, the horror exists, and the horror is a driving force and everything else, but it's the performances, and it's the character interactions. And it's not focusing on the focus of, of the point of the movie. You know, it's like not seeing the shark in Jaws until way later in Jaws. Yeah. Like, you watch Rosemary's Baby. If you don't know what Rosemary's Baby's about, you don't know what Rosemary's Baby's about. Like, you get to the end and they tell you, but there's no clues. They're not heavy handing it. It's just a character study. It's more like watching a play than anything else. And it's, I love it. It, it, It's definitely one of those classics that, at least in my mind, definitely deserves to be a classic. Like, it's well-earned. Not just because it was ahead of its time, but because it's, it's that good. Mm-hmm. It's not just a first through the door sort of thing. So, yeah. Rosemary's baby. I love that. <laughs> baby. Baby. Nice. Okay. So, I'm going to pick uh, the movie Fresh. It came out last January. I um, almost picked Fresh. Really? It was on my original list. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love, like, horror movies about dates gone wrong. <laughs> like, it's just... It's horrible. Can you imagine... Um, so yeah, basically this woman goes on a date and, uh, something goes wrong <laughs> and I just, <laughs> I leave it at that. Like, it's just, I felt like it was very refreshing, you know, to, to see, I thought it was a fun, fast paced type of movie. I'm not going to lie. When I first watched it, I kind of put it on so I can go to sleep to it. Um, but then I was mm. just completely hooked. And if you don't know anything about this movie, even though I know it's like, oh, it came out last year. If you don't know anything about it, I recommend going in blind. Just check it yeah. out, you know, um, see if you might enjoy it. Well, and it's like, I think I remember talking when I talked about this, when you guys had assigned it to me, it's just so charming yeah. in such a weird way. It's carried so much by the performances. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just about what it is. I agree. Because like, I felt the same way. I was like, oh, all right, let's see how right? this goes. And then, I, but I was like. Oh no, I just I really like watching these two interact all yeah. through all the things that are happening. And it's so weird because you know, sometimes when you watch it and you can see like if the person is like, Oh, come on, it's Claire as day, there's something wrong with this person. Yeah. I didn't pick that up. 
the person seemed normal to me and that would have been me yeah. oh my god oh okay i was gonna give a spoiler but i won't but you guys know because i'm sitting on it yes my butt cheeks okay <laughs> Now, if you haven't seen Fresh, you have to see it. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, we'll provide just enough inside references <laughs> to make y'all like, God, that's fine. I'll go see that go now. Watch it. It's on Hulu. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I am a sucker for underdogs that mm -hmm. essentially single-handedly take on armies of enemies. And that is... Mm -hmm. What Sisu delivered and then some. Sisu. This premiered at TIFF. It is by the director of Rare Exports. Uh, it is mm. set during, uh, gosh, I think the end of World War One. Definitely one of the ends of the World Wars. Um, and it's an ex-soldier who uncovers gold in Lapland, Finland. Um, and he goes on a trek to cash it in and comes across some Nazis. And mm -hmm. then it becomes uh a one man versus a battalion and uh limbs fly blood flows it is hyper violent in the most infectious way i adored this movie if it had come out in 2022 it definitely would have been on my best of 2022 list uh Ooh. instead i get to save it for 2023 because it is amazing nice is it fun like like dead snow type fun killing nazis yeah, it's a little bit more serious than like Dead oh, Snow, okay. but um, it's just he I did an interview uh, around TIFF with the filmmaker and he was just like having a grand old time finding creative ways to kill Nazis. And <laughs> so, yeah, he succeeded. It, it, it's, it's a blast. Nice. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I would be pretty remiss without saying this one, since I think on the list this is the one I've seen the most, and that would be 2022's Deadstream. Such Yay. a good um, one. And it occurs to me now that I'm looking at my list, most of my list actually was did come out in 2022, so I'm just a liar. Yeah, wow, I was going to say, I knew you had more in you. That was on my list. I, Not These are almost list, all the but... 2022 movies that I saw, so this has been a good year for movies yeah. for me. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't remember, Deadstream is essentially uh, uh, it's about a it's a com it's a horror comedy with a YouTube influencer who got demonetized because of a horrible prank gone wrong. For those of you who have watched YouTube or have kids who watch YouTube and you are driven insane by these YouTube personalities <laughs> and their terrible pranks and attitudes and personalities, uh, this will resonate in a really charming way though because done wrong i could have very much watched this and been like I, I can't handle watching these people anymore um kind of like uh one particular episode of american horror stories mm. that was kind of difficult to watch along the same lines like oh these are just terrible people that make a lot of money by acting like terrible people but deadstream is they take it to a haunted house and the mixture of comedy and horror is really great because and i was listening to an interview with um the winters uh who 
Uh, no, who's the, like, the, is he like the president of uh, Shudder? Are you uh, talking about Craig, Craig Angler is it Craig? or yeah, Sam Zimmerman? Yeah. Okay. Craig Angler. I was listening to an interview with him on last podcast on the left, and he was kind of talking about that a little bit and how the key with horror comedy is both. Yeah. Like, it can't just be comedy. You know, there's got to be some horrific parts to it. There's got to be suspense to it. Otherwise, it's just comedy. Mm-hmm. And I think, and Deadstream nailed it. Like, there's some genuine, like, scares. Ooh, what's going to happen? Yeah. Like, where it actually does completely shift away from the comedy and you're just kind of watching that tension happen. And yeah, I, that, I mean, yes, it, it's, there's going to be people who like you who don't, but this is, this is an intentionally problematic person who is putting himself in a problematic situation and, paying the price Mm -hmm. so it works for me agreed i love it so much do you think that we'll get a sequel if it does i again i want to petition henry zabrowski to play the brother because (laughs) they're like spitting images and that would be amazing as someone who binged your pretty face is going to hell which i actually would have added to my list if i really thought about tv series from last year that would be amazing i hope so because didn't that duo write uh, uh, a segment from VHS ninety nine? The one where, yeah, yeah, that one. So which totally makes sense because that's largely comedy based in hell, which is which was kind of scary at the same time. More so, Mabel. Yeah, I, I hope to see more from them. They're a great duo. <laughs> agreed, big time. Agreed. Agree. Okay, so um, back to me, Yippee. So Yay. I'm going to choose a show. I just spoke about it. Connect. Once again, Ah, something else on Hulu. I binge watched this in one day. Um, It's basically about this guy who gets kidnapped by these people who like to just organ harvest, you know, and they take his eyeball. (laughs) And the next thing you know, he has someone else's eyeball and it's a serial killer. And then there's like, you know, these little vine things coming out of his eyeballs and there's a lot of splatteriness that's going on. Um, so yeah, it's a good time. I, I, it was very surprising (laughs) if you like serial killers, if you like splatter, you know, and little eyeball things coming out, um, you may enjoy this one. We love eyeballs coming out. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I, I still need to check that out. Xena keeps throwing Rex out there and then I keep watching them. So obviously it's on my to-do list. Uh, this one is one that John's going to be like, oh Yeah. Uh, the Outwaters. Oh, yeah. That's on my list, too. I was going to say that one next. Is it really? Aww. Twofer. Yeah, we got a twofer. Okay, okay. Well, there we go. Uh, this one is coming out in theaters and then Screenbox this year. So that one I do know. I saw yeah. that. Yeah. I saw that Brad Miska like, tweet or um, message that out, at least on Instagram, not on Twitter. But yeah, because originally it wasn't just going to go to Screenbox. And then was it after the success of Terrifier 2 that I, they decided to do I think to do that they had always planned theatrical. Okay. I don't think that Terrifier shifted it. Um, but yeah, it just, it has multiple release plans, basically. Nice. But this one, found footage, four travelers encounter menacing phenomena while camping in a remote stretch of the Mojave Desert. This is by um, Robbie Banfitch, wrote, direct, starred. Um, this one is a found footage. It is slow burn, but it builds into something so wildly unexpected that it's like a, just a crazy reminder that every time you think that there might be a creativity drought in a specific genre, subgenre of horror. No, no. Something comes along to prove you wrong. And this, this is that it is amazing. 
the this one and this one i wholeheartedly know is already super divisive yeah it is this is kind of like when we were talking about last week with headcount or two weeks ago i guess Mm -hmm. where i looked at the google reviews and it was like 2.3 there's gonna be it's gonna this one is gonna have a ton of five star reviews and a ton of one star reviews yeah because it completely it completely um subverts the the found footage genre Mm -hmm. for the formula that you're expecting not in the same way that barbarian does but it does shift it like it's like the the things that i complain about in in found footage movies and horror movies in general they're like okay let's not do that yeah and it's like oh what wait what so all of a sudden act one you don't is not what you think it's going to be and act three is definitely not what you think it's going to be so it's going to be super divisive. I think it's amazing. Like I like I, I mentioned when I saw this, I reached out to the filmmakers on like Instagram and I was just like, "Thank you." Like <laughs> for making this. Aww. And he's like, "It's been he's they said it had been tough because they had gotten some really positive praise and they'd gotten some really negative yeah. like comments." I'm like, "Yeah, I get it." Yeah. And you're trying something new. You're breaking the formula. You're going to get that. It's not, and it doesn't go where anybody's ever going to predict in a million years. Yeah, no. no. Wow. Yeah, especially if you sit there, yeah, without any spoilers going in and you watch the first act, you're kind of like, what? And it does like, take I, a while to get uh-huh. going. And when it does. Whew. The payoff's worth it for me. But yeah, I totally understand that this is this is not going to be for yeah. half of the audience, probably. I don't know. Well, yeah, I'd say I think you have to go into it and really think about what you're seeing in relation to what you've never seen before. <laughs> so, yes. I like so that. that and that takes that then that takes Outwaters off my list. So, we're right back to Zena that fast. We're back to Zena. That fast? No. <laughs> this is getting harder for me to pick one. We only have two left. I know, and that's what I have 15. Okay, okay well, but remember, we'll get through our 10 and you can run down your your Yeah, I've got alternates. I've got four alternates too. All I right, totally thank acknowledge. You. I'm getting stressed in my arms. <laughs> no, no stress. It's this like is we're a fun doing thing. we're not doing trivia. <laughs> we're fine. I know. Please, God. <laughs> okay. Um. So this is another. Uh, old one but i watched it last year retribution from 1987 and it's basically about this man who's suicidal he tries to commit suicide he fails and then next thing you know he's he's getting better he's in the process of you know starting his life on a more positive note but then next thing you know when he sleeps um someone takes over his body there's a murdered man that takes over his body and just Mm. starts to like host his body and they want this person, this man wants to get revenge against his murderers. Um, so, whoa, this movie is so awesome. It takes place kind of around like New Year's Eve. Really, really awesome movie. Even though it was made in the 80s, and this is like no shade to the 80s horror because we all love 80s horror, but it doesn't feel like an 80s horror movie. It still feels very modern. Um, mm-hmm. And the acting is really on point. It's so good. I have no idea where it's streaming still. I, I think it might still be on Tubi. I'm pretty um, that's sure how it's still I checked on Tubi. it out. Yeah, I uh, luckily for me, Severin they they sent me this like beautiful Blu-ray. Pa- oh my god, it's just beautiful. <laughs> so I'm so excited to like rewatch it again. Yeah, so yeah, that one's definitely that. on the list. Oh, uh, I also have an '80s movie that feels very timeless. Um, first time watch for me, thanks to Shutter Siege. 
This one is set during um, there's a police strike, which means that there's nobody manning the call board. It's a little bit purge like in that sense. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, you know, these jerks go into a gay bar and somebody accidentally gets killed. Then they decide they're going to just cover their tracks and go on a murder spree, which leads to Mm -hmm. um, the sole survivor taking a refuge in a nearby apartment and then it becomes a siege it's a siege movie Mm. um this is not on shutter i don't think anymore but i did check and it's on prime video and tubi but uh it seems very like you could watch this as if it was a purge movie like literally a purge movie um it just holds up really well Mm -hmm. and i just had a lot of fun with it that one's so good really good pick thank you i I had to debate uh, the next one just because I'm never going to watch it again. And I actually have my alter, I have an alternate that is in the same category that I'll never watch again. But I can't deny how amazing of a film The Innocence or Innocence is. Yeah. Like, I I cannot want to watch a thing and still be like, but. But this it's a is movie. A different, yeah. It's a different level. Yeah. Too. The if for no other reason, even if you don't like movies that feature children, because like some of the stuff, like it just hurts my daddy heart to watch oh, yeah. stuff with kids. <laughs> but the performances of these children is so unbelievable. Yeah. Like you captured lives that obviously aren't happening. And God, you hope to, I mean, you know, this, this stuff had does happen that's not if you see the movie you understand yeah if you haven't seen the movie go watch it it's a tough watch it is it's a lot of feels across the board but i was so almost like i'm trying to think of a good way to say this doesn't just sound totally insane but i know that that's usually how i sound on this podcast i was just like captivated almost like hypnotized by these kids performances where i was like i was watching it like but I've never seen a child actor, like, with the exception of, like, Abigail Breslin or, like, the, the, these kind of, like, once in a while you get a really good child actor. Like, Kirsten Dunst when she was in, like, Interview with the Vampire and things yeah. like that. Where once in a while you get that amazing child performance. But this was all the children in this. Incredible. And that yeah. were acting perfectly with each other. And just being children. It's like, there's this, there's this famous line, uh, Helen Mirren was like doing an acting class and she walks onto stage and she said, I just did the most difficult thing in acting where I was walking while knowing that everyone was watching me walk. Mm. It's like when you actually have someone's watching you walk, like you forget how to walk. Yeah. Like you forget how you walk. All of a sudden it's like, am I, am I taking longer steps right now? Like what's happening? So the fact that they're capturing these children being children on camera within the context of a plot and a script and everything else, it's unbelievable. It's so, it's like almost like they captured lightning in a bottle with this. So I'll never watch it again because <laughs> it makes me feel super, super bad. Yeah. But it is amazing. It is one of my favorites of the year. Hands down. Agreed. Good pick. All right, Zena, last one. Oh! And then alternate. And then alternate. Okay, Don't feel you. stressed. It's okay. <laughs> It's okay. No, I was watching a lot of Bob's Burgers, so Tina's, you know, sounds <laughs> are in me. 
Okay, so I'm going to go with Sissy. Again, another influencer uh, horror movie. I was wondering if you were going to get to that. I thought about doing that one, too. It's so great. It's just a wonderful movie. Um, it's available on Cheddar. So basically, uh, these friends, childhood friends, they meet up again. They come across each other after a couple of years. And one of them invites the one who's a social influencer to her bachelorette, you know, weekend, or they call it hen's weekend. Yeah. You know, um, and you know, cool. So they they're in this like really nice house, like, whoa, I wanna live there. And yeah, but then things just take a turn for the worse. And you know what? The main girl who's our lead, her name is Cecilia, aka Sissy, she decides that she wants to take revenge. And you know what? I love it. So <laughs> it's just a very fast paced, easy watch. And very bloody and mean. I feel like I've been saying that about every single movie. What does that say about me? Okay. I mean, you, probably, you, you had some humor, the baby. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank there you. There you go. Well, and Sissy is a lot more complex. <laughs> yeah. And there is there, humor, in, humor Sissy. in there, too. There is. It's cringy humor, but it's humor. It is. And it's just like, you know, I, no spoilers, but it's just like, I felt for that character because especially when you think that things are cool, but then, because we all had that friend where it's yeah. just like, they make it seem like everything's fine and they're the ones who invited you. You show up and it's a problem. Like, what's the problem? Yeah. So, yeah. If you didn't, that happened to me. I didn't kill anybody. But, <laughs> That's good. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the the actress who plays Sissy, uh, she she has a fantastic performance. Oh. She changes speeds a lot and quickly in the movie, and it's pretty impressive. To I agree. Watch. Again, it's like I really want to see her in more horror. I used to watch her in this. Mm. It was like a drama series called The Bold Type, and then she was also in this Christmas movie called Ghosted or something, where she dies and then she's a ghost, and then this guy was literally ghosting her. Or no, she was ghosting the guy because she died. But anyway, uh. um, it's just, it's good to see her in a horror movie because she always seems like she's different. So that's a great thing, obviously, as, as an actor. Like, you, she literally becomes like a different person. Yes, very much so. So I, prepping for this, came across this and was kicking myself that I missed it when I was doing like best of series for Bloody Disgusting, my list there. Mm. Because this would have been on it, but this literally dropped quietly on Peacock in January 2022. I know what you're talking about. Wolf Like Me. Such mm. a charming series. Just six episodes. They're really short. Uh, Josh Gad and Isla Fisher. Mm-hmm. He's an emotional wreck trying to, you know, stay sane for his daughter since the death of his wife, her mother. Uh, and then Mary, she she's a bit of a recluse um, because she has a secret that the title pretty much tells you what what her secret might be. So it's it's very <laughs> much like a rom-com slash dramedy because they're they're very broken people trying to navigate uh an attraction um but yeah there's werewolves i love me some werewolves so you give me a rom-com with a werewolf uh yes so i i adore this. it's with josh gad right yeah nice fun uh, i'm a little surprised you didn't say cabinet of curiosities that was on my tv list ah there you go uh and then this one makes total sense to me maybe you'd be a little surprised after all the other ones that i said uh definitely not from 2022 uh from 1989 intruder so good uh for those of you aren't aware and i've i've discovered that many of you aren't aware of this as i wasn't either this is a slasher that takes place in the convenient or in a supermarket it is a very cheesy 80s slasher (laughs) with both the ramies and and a quick appearance by bruce campbell actually and 
It's everything you want it to be. It's a cheesy 80s slasher that's just fun. Mm -hmm. And I had to add it because it's in, like, my comfort watch rotation now. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, how did I... It's always a silly question, like, how did I not know of this? As if I know anything (laughs) in the first place, (laughs) let alone this. But I'm very grateful to have found it amongst the sea of cheesy 80s horror movie that I've never seen before. Um, The only other... And I couldn't remember the name of it. I keep forgetting. Is it Doom Asylum, where the girl gets turned into the cube? Turned into the cube? (laughs) Oh, I don't... (laughs) Like, she gets put through that machine and gets, like, crushed into like that weird cube i don't remember and i've i've seen doom asylum but i don't remember a cube no that was a guy in resident evil who turned into a cube no i'm not thinking of resident evil excuse me it it probably could have it was like it could have been it could have been doom asylum i just don't remember that movie very well i think it was doom asylum where suddenly she gets like put through this really yeah because kirsten davis is in it yeah see doom asylum would be higher on the list but i've only watched it once clearly and i need to go back and watch that again so as Zena watches The Night House, I will be watching Doom Asylum. <laughs> well, there you go. All right. How about we just run down, since we're almost at the hour mark anyway, each person just run down any alternates that they might have had. Okay. I got none. Um, Alrighty. So I have Master. Movie's so mm-hmm. good. I loved it. Incantation. If you, mm-hmm. It's available on Netflix, the found footage. Um, Significant Other. My God. Changed mm-hmm. my life. <laughs> Watcher. Woo! Love it. Okay, I'll stop making the sounds. Um, <laughs> and I know that this one was not a Dark Trio approved, but it is a Xena approved. Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre 2022. Uh, because we actually had a massacre and it made me laugh. And again, for the ending alone. Yeah. And again, influencer horror, you know? <laughs> there you go. Then I also have Orphan First Kill, because that movie's mm-hmm. chaotic. Um, no Exit. And this one, I feel like, didn't really get that much love. And I don't think it's because people watched it and hated it. I just don't think that many people watched it. Mm-hmm. House of Darkness. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was very clever. Yeah. Um, then another Netflix one, Old People. Kind of zombie-ish type of thing. Um, I have to have Smile on there because Smile just... I was wondering. I'm like, she's, she can't get through this without saying Smile. Yeah, but I was trying to also give go, go more like indie type of thing, type mm. of route, you know. So, But Smile, like, again, really enjoyed it. Um, Series-wise, I did have From on there, but I know, you know, Megan mentioned it as well. Um, and then also as a bonus, because Stranger Things, because when it came out, it had me in my feels. Um, and then non-2022 movies, I have The Changeover, um, it's like a coming of age witch and creature type of story. 100% my jam. Uh, Fatal Frames from the 90s where basically this guy goes to Italy to film a music video um, with this woman who's kind of like Doja Cat, you know? So that's pretty cool. And then, you know, there's a killer. And then um, another Netflix one, um, Homunculus. And it's basically the guy who's able to see people's traumas. Um, mm-hmm. Some surgery thing. And then Deadly Dreams, which I talked about that one not too long ago about the guy who witnessed his parents murdered on Christmas Eve and the person's wearing like a fox or rat mask or something. So yeah, that's the list. Oh, is that all? Yes, girl. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, that's that's all. It had me stressed, guys. (laughs) Clearly, I didn't think it was going to be that many alternates. So yeah, I I understand your stress. Thank you. How about you, Megan? I'm set. 
No alternates because you already had a top 15 list and a best series. Yeah, I've done so much coverage on Bloody Disgusting that I'm like, I'm set. I'm set. Uh, I only I had four alternates plus Doom Asylum, evidently. Yeah. Uh, I I also had Smile. I debated putting Smile on there. It's just it didn't hit me the same. It was a I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It just didn't hit me the same level as a top ten. It was on my top ten for a little bit, and then it got bumped out when I realized that I hadn't put Innocence on there. Um, Possum is actually in my top list. Oh, nice. And that's that that was along with Innocence. It's another movie I'm not going to watch again. But it's so good. Especially Sean Harris is so fantastic in that movie. And it took me a while to realize he's the bad guy in the last two Mission Impossible movies. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Like, if there's anyone who can come close to Philip Seymour Hoffman's bad guy in Mission Impossible, it's Sean Harris. Like, Sean Harris is just outstanding, but it has one of the most uncomfortable movies I've ever watched. Just watching him stand (laughs) was uncomfortable. Uh, And then I had Love and Monsters because it's just sweet. It's just a lovely movie. It is. Um, But I haven't rewatched it enough times. And it's just, it's more fun than anything. (laughs) And VHS 99, because it wasn't my favorite of the VHSs, but... I, and it's interesting. I missed the wraparound story. I didn't think I would. I kind of missed the wraparound. I aspect. mean, they did give you a wraparound. You just didn't realize kind of. it was a wraparound until yeah, they went into a full blown conclusion. Yeah, they're tied together. Um, I liked them individually just fine. Uh, I just I, I liked last year's a little bit more for the stories a little bit more. Um, but I'm still very very happy with the series, and it would be just wrong if I didn't at least acknowledge it as my favorites of 2022. Wonderful. And that's 2022's Bloody Disgusting Podcast, everyone. (laughs) If you'd like to read more from Megan, you can check out her reviews at bloodydisgusting.com and on Twitter at Haunted Meg, and check out our show notes for her top 15 movies that came out in 2022. Xenic can be found on her own website, realqueenofhorror.com, and the YouTube channel of the same name, or at Lovely Zine on Twitter. And you can hear me on my weekly horror narration podcast, Creepy. Don't forget to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BeDisgustingPod or drop us an email at BeDisgustingPodcast at gmail.com. So, for this week, I'm John. I'm Megan. I'm Zena. Grab some popcorn, cozy up on the couch, and watch something you love. Just make sure it's something bloody. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.